Hello and welcome to Web3 Delight Podcast. My name is Tesha Teshanovic and I will be your host today. Web3 is not about technology. This is a social movement towards transparency, consensus, inclusiveness, ownership and openness. To that end, we'll explore different elements of Web3 with our guests and learn from their journeys. How will the implementation of the blockchain technology revolutionize the supply chain management? Sure, I think the uh the if you look at the first wave of uh the blockchain implementation, of course, a lot of it went into uh cryptocurrencies, and of course that that uh you know uh, that landscape has uh, changed a fair bit since. But uh, if you look at B two B applications, uh, certainly uh you know there there are ways in which you know, blockchain potentially can be used for, uh, you know, for, you know, for sort of uh, uh, supply chain applications or for consumer applications. And a lot of that has to do with, uh, for example, the verification of identity because of the uh, properties of blockchain, as we all know, with uh, immutability and, and, you know, meaning that uh, the information cannot be changed easily. So from a security aspect, uh, that has applications, uh, you know, for for things like, uh, you know, uh, supply chain, track and trace, where you need to actually verify that, uh, if for example, that the the uh, source of the products are where they came from, and this has, uh, you know, a couple of uh, users, right? One is, uh, with for example, with uh, you know, to make sure that this is an authentic product. The second, uh, you know, and and uh, the second uh, usage is of course to, uh, to make sure that it is, uh, you know, done according to, uh, or the source is according to what, the uh, the company said it is from. So, for example, uh, companies that are involved with sustainability or with with sourcing these days, want to make sure that products are sourced, uh, in the right manner, and they are not bought from you know, uh, dubious sources and is bought, uh, is purchased from uh, uh, sources that uh, have sustainable practices. So we want to be able to verify that uh, these products are actually purchased from uh, the, the right uh, sources. Yeah, so so in, in that sense, there are applications around uh, supply chain uh, uh, tracing, supply chain track and trace and supply chain uh, visibility for uh, products in both the sourcing as well as the product movement to make sure that, uh, you know, as products pass along the supply chain that, uh, you know, the, the information is not being tampered with, but the information is actually still correct as it moves through the supply chain. One of the interesting applications of blockchain technology in the supply chain management is basically in removing the intermediaries that are needed as third parties in supply chain management? Well, it's not so much about improve, uh, removing the intermediary per se, uh, but it's about creating the, the sort of uh, uh, capability to, to be able to share information more widely and more securely. So, of course, uh, there is always concern about uh, sharing of information. And, you know, in, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, the uh, security of information is, of course, a, a big concern. So if we are able to um, share information securely, 
um, and to be able to guarantee to companies that they are able to share information uh, more securely and more effectively, then it will promote, you know, make information sharing easier. And 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 this is actually important, uh, you know, from a supply chain point of view, because in today's context, uh, companies need the visibility of what's happening. So if they have the visibility of what's happening, then they are much better able to respond to what is, uh, you know, what is going on. They are much better able to respond to changes in the environment and to be able to react more quickly to, uh, you know, uh, supply chain disruptions as well. So, so in that sense, um, being able to promote the integration and being able to promote the visibility is important. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, basically we can have some kind of a uh, way of decentralized uh, pro pro uh, processing of transactions in supply chain. Sure, I think to to the extent that uh, to the extent that you have multiple uh, companies working together. Uh, we we also have to kind of uh, you know, think about it from a a sort of a, a public blockchain versus a permission based blockchain. So, uh, for supply chain context, most of these uh applications would actually be in uh you know sort of permission based blockchains. Uh, you know, where it's actually based on trusted parties and based on companies working together already, um, you know, that are part of the, the, the sort of uh, supply chain integration. And the reason is because they are working on uh, B2B uh, transactions, right? So, so we don't actually want companies to be able to see the prices of other suppliers, for example, or suppliers to want each other to be able to see their contract prices. So, in that sense, it is actually a closed system within a, a group of companies that are transacting together. But of course, uh, you know this uh, this uh, blockchain actually gives them the ability to transact, uh, you know, uh, you know maybe more securely, and and be able to verify that, that the information is uh you know uh is correct, and because of that, uh, it facilitates transactions more effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, the use of blockchain in uh, supply chain industry will enhance the traceability and transparency of the goods. Yes, definitely. So, so uh, you know, as I mentioned, right, we, we are, uh, you know, one of the key applications is in verifying the authenticity of products. So our products, uh, you know, uh, counterfeited our products are actually uh, sourced from the, the uh, right places so so that authenticity and authentication is important and this very much applies to a lot of luxury goods categories luxury goods um, you know to make sure that there's no counterfeiting of uh, the products uh, you know um, and these are the, the actual ones that are uh, delivered from factory so, so certainly the, the transparency for that is important. The other area, of course, uh, as I mentioned, is in the uh, traceability of, uh, for example, sustainable uh, uh, sourcing. So to make sure that it's actually uh, sourced from the, the right areas, um, you know, or the right uh, suppliers and, and, and to be able to verify the identity, the identity of, of that. You know, so so the um, basically the idea that if 
the technology is tamper proof, meaning that you know it's hard to change the content, then it's more easily trusted and therefore it's more uh transparent and uh you know companies are more willing to use uh you know to you know to to, to trust and accept the results, right? And that makes the um transaction uh, flow uh, more easy. Blockchain could help us with the ethical concerns regarding the raw material supply. Yes, yes, definitely, sure. Because you know, uh, again, as as applied to you know, uh, uh, the traceability of sourcing, for example. So of course, you know, uh, technology is technology. So, um, you know, we we must be able to set the business rules first. So in in that sense, you know, the the business rule has to be you know has to be set correctly that we we are looking to do proper ethical sourcing and therefore then blockchain is the you know is 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 a potential technology that can be used to help make this uh, uh ethical sourcing uh, implemented more easily singapore is one of the world leaders in advancement towards the fourth industrial revolution uh what makes singapore so special uh when it comes to uh, going after the advanced technologies well i think uh, there are probably a few reasons. The, the first is that we, we are very much uh, focused on talent development, um, you know, very much focused on, uh, you know, uh, education and talent development in all uh, forms. So we have a lot of initiatives around uh, continuous learning and lifelong learning. And now, uh, you know, different multiple pathways for, uh, you know, people to excel, right? Uh, both within school, um, you know, for different pathway pathways uh, of education that we can take, but also uh, pathways to to help them educate after the uh, university education itself. So these are uh, this is certainly one way that uh, the the so called uh, people here are able to keep up to date on uh, you know new trends and new technologies and what is happening. So a lot of effort on on uh, human resource uh, development. The second, of course, is that um, you know because we, uh, you know, uh, you know, we we don't have much uh, um, uh, resources to begin with, and and uh, the number of workers that we have are limited as well. So uh, there's a lot of focus on adoption of technology to make operations more efficient. So in one way, it's a it's a way to make our you know, to make the company more effective, but in 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 another way of looking at it, uh, it's almost a necessity that we have to adopt, uh, so called the smart manufacturing or digitalization technologies, you know, so that we we are able to, uh, you know, continue to operate in a cost effective manner. And and in so I think you know, in that sense, it also makes. The companies uh, more advanced in terms of uh you know of of uh, adoption of of technologies uh you know of course if you look at uh the you know the third reason right if you look at uh the the kind of uh, uh, support from uh, the government and industry for digitalization uh there is so there are also a lot of sort of uh um uh grants that companies uh, can tap on uh to to sort of you know, adopt new technologies or to adopt, uh, you know, new machinery that will help them to improve their productivity. 
So there's a lot of these variety of grants out there, and uh, you know, in many cases they are also, uh, you know, they are also paired with, you know, uh, in they are also paired with industry veterans. So for example, they can get a grant from the government for implementation. By the same time, uh, they are also able to hire uh, people who have 20, 30 years of experience in the industry to actually work with them on this implementation. And the implementation could be a, a you know, three months or six months or one year project. And so the cost of implementation of the consulting uh, fee uh, will be covered as well. So uh, that in that sense, that helps uh, the, the companies to, to adopt the, the technologies uh, because, you know, it, it is kind of that you know, there is a roadmap for them to where they, you know, where they actually work with uh, uh, industry veterans to implement. So I won't say there is a single reason, but when you look at, uh, you know, different, you know, sort of different factors and different uh, policies, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, company initiatives, you know, so it's, you know, uh, government policies, company initiatives, um, you know, uh, uh, an emphasis on uh, talent development all coming together, then that, that sort of promotes, uh, you know, sort of uh, the promotes the greater use of digitalization and, and, and technology. And of course, the constraints of Singapore itself, which is, uh, as 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 uh, we all know, right, a small country, you know, with uh, you know, with minimal natural resources, so then it, it has to focus on the use of technology and development of people, and uh, the the use of uh, and being able to develop, uh, you know, new business ideas as well. So for those reasons, uh, Singapore is very clear about its strategy towards the fourth industrial revolution that could benefit the Singapore a lot because it is a frontier leader in adoption of these technologies. Yeah, sure. I think that definitely, uh, you know, uh, that, that is why uh, we had set up the Masters of Science in Industry 4.0. So, uh, you know, it is actually, we, we think that this is one of the f- uh, first few programs, right? Or, you know, one of the pioneering programs in, in the world that actually tries to put together uh, all these types of, uh, uh, um, would say, not, uh, you know, the causes together and, and create a perspective around it, you know, so that uh, um, the people who are in the program can appreciate both the hardware and software aspect. So it's not just about data analytics per se, but also learning a little bit about uh, the hardware spec and gathering data from IoT devices, for example, you know, and, and so having a total perspective of how technology can be used to help uh, companies to transform themselves. So certainly a very multidisciplinary approach. And, uh, you know, and, and again, I'll say that a lot of it has got to do with the business need of, of the companies. So with that business need, they would then, uh, you know, look at you know how how to what to implement and when you talk about what to implement it's not just single technology it is uh different uh different technologies different capabilities coming together and that's very much what industry 4.0 is about you know it it is about the hardware aspect the data aspect the software uh you know the the programming and the uh, data analytics aspect right and the ai you know by the end of the day we we need to have different uh, uh, technologies working together to to, to create a whole 
uh, to create a whole sort of transformation for the company itself. Uh, and, I would, and I yeah, sorry, and I'll add that it's not just technology, you know, per se, right? Or it's not always just about technology. In fact, a lot of times it's also about understanding the business process, you know, and 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 being able to help change the business process, change the, the change the management mindset, uh, and change the worker mindset as well, right? Um, and being able to experiment with new ideas. 